0: So I remember being younger and spending time at my grandparents rice farm in Northern California. I remember they had this beautiful vegetable garden in the back. It was in between the slough and ditch that carried the water to the rice fields. My grandma and grandpa would plant there every year multiple vegetables and melons i remember watching my grandpa till the plot of land fertilize then plow for planting then one year he was going to start the tilling the plowing and the planting of onions and instead of just him doing it he asked if i wanted to help and of course of course i wanted to help my whole childhood whenever we were there i would always pretend to be a farmer pretending to ride his tractor that was in the back next to the garden. I was absolutely ready to go and help him. My grandpa, he sat there and taught me about how to till and plow, and then he stood off to the side and let me do it. And right before I started to work, my grandpa's last advice was to make sure I kept it straight. So I began trying my hardest to keep it straight. Then I decided to look back at my grandpa and my dad who was now there to see and get affirmation that I was doing it right and doing a good job. And they both said something like, don't look back, look forward. And of course, when I looked back, I was off my line. I am sure this being such an agricultural community, many of you have had some kind of experience like this. This is what Jesus is talking about in our gospel today when he says, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. If you look back, your face will not be towards Jerusalem like Jesus, you will be offline. Now this is a difficult passage about what it means to be a follower of Christ because being a follower of Christ is a difficult one. It is a very black and white command of us as followers. Either you have your face towards Jerusalem or you do not. There's no real gray area here. This is a passage where Jesus asks us to look at ourselves as his followers. Jesus already has his face set on Jerusalem. It is a passage that asks what holds us back? What are our distractions? What causes us to look back and say to Jesus, but wait before I follow you I have something else. It is a passage that asks who the Samaritans that we want to cast down fire who they are. Now The Samaritans and Jews in Jesus' time were not friendly towards each other. They were vehemently opposed to each other, rivals of such. They looked different, acted differently, and worshiped differently. In fact, when the Jews were building the temple in Jerusalem, the Samaritans built a rival temple. They absolutely were divided against each other. Jews would not, at that time, walked through the village. But they probably would have gone around. But Jesus, Jesus takes his disciples and goes through. He's rejected, but he goes through. And the disciples answer to that rejection is on point with what the relationship was between the two groups to bring fire down on them. When the disciples treat the Samaritans in that way with the threat of violence and hate. Jesus doesn't just tell them not to be that way with the little, no, no, let's move on. Jesus rebukes them. He's expressed sharp disapproval. He rebukes them because he has already modeled what following him means when you are amongst those you are not in relationship with. He has shown them how to love their neighbor as themselves. He did this through the encounter with the Samaritan woman at the well. A woman a woman that should not have been his friend because she was a Samaritan, a woman, and had been married multiple times. An outcast. An outsider to Samaritans and Jews. But Jesus treats her like any one of his disciples. He shows her love compassion and mercy the disciples James and John are not following the way of Jesus they are following themselves and looking back and losing sight of Jerusalem now it makes me wonder who are some of our Samaritans we all have them and no I don't mean literal Samaritans but those that look different act and think differently Those that are the other, or have different political and religious views. Those that are in these pews and those outside these walls. This is the difficulty of this passage and the difficulty of being a follower of Christ. We want to follow, but we sometimes get distracted. We turn our head from Jerusalem, from following Christ. And as it says in our gospel reading today, the disciples say, we want to follow Jesus wherever he goes. Then they say, but first, let me do this. Does that sound familiar? I know it does to me. I know that I have done this before. Perhaps you have too. There's this conflict in our lives as followers. And Jesus points it out in this gospel. Now we understand the life and teaching of Jesus Christ. We understand and are taught to feed the hungry, clothe the poor. We know to welcome the stranger and love our neighbor as ourselves. But as one of my seminary professors used to say, it's a hard religion, just like this gospel is hard today. We know this love taught to us in Christ. We love it we want to continue it as Christ has taught us. But sometimes in practice, those things are hard to do. We have the things that make us turn our heads and get off our line. Things that we say our butts to. For example, I used to say a lot, I want to help this person who is houseless or struggling in some way and is asking for money. I would say, I want to help as Jesus has taught. And then I would say, but I don't want to give money because I don't want them to spend it, in my own mind, the wrong way. I would say I only want to provide things like food, water, toiletries, or tents. I bet we all do things like this. I want to give, but first let me see who I'm giving to. I want to help my neighbor and love my neighbor. But first, let me go over there and see who they are. Jesus doesn't have any expectations of the people he loves or includes. There are no buts about it with Jesus. He teaches us that we should not have any or put any expectations on others. We should love fully. If our faces are turned towards Jerusalem, then they are turned towards Jesus. Then we are living as Christ has taught us, as disciples, full of love, a love that forgives, welcomes, and gives without expectations, only love. Now, if a person asks me for money on the street, I will give it if I have it. I give what I can. I no longer have this pull to say, okay, I follow, but I just give what I think is right. And as my wife has told me on multiple occasions, it's not about what they will do with it, it's that someone is in need. And we give as Jesus has taught us. There are no expectations, just love for our neighbor. This is a challenging passage. This is a complicated way of life. We may not always get it right. We may sometimes look back to say, but this and but that, taking our plow offline. But Jesus will be there to tell us, as my grandpa did, not to look back, but forward always. Jesus will be there with his face to Jerusalem so that we too can point our plow and face in His direction, and follow Him. Amen.